The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, look at that. It's uh, Monday as we start another week of the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Kelsey Wingarrick, uh, Kelsey really? Campbell. I'm so sorry, Kelsey. I, it took me forever uh, to nail that name. Ulrich did that to me last week when really? I was helping him out with Oilers Now. I am. So, what? That's a better topic. You helped out. Uh, I'll yeah. look with, uh, what's your expertise on uh, Oilers? Uh, well, that's I, a bad way to start the show. Yeah, I wor- thanks a lot, Colin. Sorry, I work uh, at the station who happens to have the rights <laughs> to the Oilers. We're the voice of the Oilers. <laughs> uh, and uh, my gig before I came here, I was a sports anchor. So I did not know that. Yeah. That's back when you were Kelsey Wing Garrick. That is true. I apologize. Uh, Kelsey <laughs> came on uh, board at 630 Chet as the producer of the morning show, of which I was half. And I struggled, as our listeners know, with nailing names, as you will recall from being the producer oh, of that show. you used to struggle. You've I still yeah. struggle. I still <laughs> okay, struggle. There we go. So I practiced yours because I, I thought it would be quite disrespectful not to be able to nail the producer's you name. You only started saying it right once I got married and changed my name. You Timing's do know that, right? a funny thing. <laughs> You're actually... Absolutely right. I do that that's have true. to. I do have to credit you though that because you you tend to stumble over names. Yes. We ended up just going with the nickname Winger. That's right. And it's been a couple of years now, and what amazes me is how often I bump into six thirty Ched loyal listeners mm-hmm. who call me Winger. And I had that at BVJ on the long weekend. I was kind of walking through a campsite, got talking with the people, and and they're like, wait, wait a second. I think we recognize your voice. Are you like Winger? See, but now. And I haven't Can heard you that. keep that nickname when you change well, Wingerick? Now, now I think there's something special about, like, you were kind of in an in-crowd when I had that name. I suppose. Now, newbies... Because campy doesn't work as well. No, it makes me sound a little campy. Or soupy. So, yeah. Campbell's. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's work on that. Do you remember <laughs> the rule of thumb with uh, nicknames is that you cannot give yourself a nickname. That's right. Right. So you were given Winger. I think actually that's probably a, a shout out to your previous life, right? So it probably makes sense to keep it. I like Kelsey, it. Kelsey Winger Campbell. Sure. Why not? Uh, Should I don't we know start if, this over again? Please. Um, it's Monday. It's Monday. I'm Andrew Gross. I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks. I do want to talk about that vacation because some interesting stuff happened on it, not the least of which was a ghost hunt. But uh, here's the thing, folks, and I'm just going to let I'm going to lay it out for you. Do you know when you've been working out for a long time and you've gotten into a habit, you know you know how you do it. You go to the gym, you, you have an order of things. You jump on the treadmill maybe to get your heart rate up and then you, you head off to one of those other, uh, what do they call them, elliptical uh, devices? The elliptical, yeah. Sure. And then maybe you lift some weights and uh, possibly you have some kind of uh, cool down. Um, and then you go two weeks without doing that and, and you try and do the same routine. So you jump on the treadmill and you think to yourself, man... I have lost a lot of ground in two weeks. So that's how I feel about radio right now. <laughs> Just figuring things out. <laughs> Just, you're, you're on it backwards. <laughs> i got to remember what all these buttons do. I think I've opened all the windows I need to. Uh, gee, I apologize. I guess I, I hit a dump button before the show began, which dumped, what, 10 seconds of airtime. Well, no, it wasn't that. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's all good. We're, we're live now. That's the important thing. Yeah. Okay. Good. And we'll muddle our way through this afternoon. I'll get better as the week Let, goes let's on. Let's not say muddle. Let's say we're going to just... Sid hates your, it when I say that, We're going to blow your socks off. Yes, on we are. day one of the week because it's already been a tough start to the week. Well, let's, But we're going to try yeah. to add some laughs. We're going to have to deal with some tough stuff. And that's why I say hitting the treadmill after having taken two weeks off is tough to do. But that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because the big story these days is Charlottesville. And so... 
I feel as a radio guy on a big station like 630 Ched that I can't kick off a Monday show after that weekend with a description of ghost hunting. I, I, I would like to get there, and I think our listeners would find the experience interesting. But the big story is Charlottesville. So let me ask you this, Kelsey uh, Campbell. Okay. Um, can you sort of, because here's the thing. I, I watched the coverage over the weekend. It was hard to miss. And I looked at Twitter, and I sort of kept an eye on things, knowing that I'd be back on the radio on Monday and probably obligated to talk about this. And at some point I asked myself, how did this begin? What was the beginning point of this? And the beginning point of it was a statue, a statue of General Lee. That is that fair? Yes, it was a group defending the statue. Right. So there had been, uh, in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, there had been this statue of General Lee, and the statue, I think, was at uh, the College or University there, what, University of Virginia, I don't know. I don't want to make stuff up, but there was a statue. And the college slash university had decided to take the statue down, but groups had objected to that, and they were given a stay of, I think, six weeks in order to defend or come up with evidence as to why the statue shouldn't be removed. And at the end of that period of time, the statue was scheduled to be removed. That's what started all this. Then, uh, of course, a rally was scheduled. Um what I, I don't even know how to describe the group without getting people upset. Well, they're calling the, the troubling thing for us is obviously we're in the middle of uh, the United Conservative Party leadership mm-hmm. run, and the kind of the big hashtag they've been running under is Unite the Right. So this was a Unite the Right rally right. in Charlottesville. Virginia. I said six weeks; it was six months. I apologize. Yeah, and th- they're calling this a belated coming out party for an emboldened white nationalist movement. Okay. All right, so you've got um, a park that has a statue of General Lee. The park had been renamed. Um, uh, City Council voted in February to remove a statue of a Confederate General Robert E. Lee from a park formerly called Lee Park, but had been renamed in June as Emancipation Park. There was a group opposed to the council's decision. They sued. Then in May, a judge issued a six-month injunction against the cities removing the statue while litigation proceeded. Um, There had been a rally, a similar rally called um, with white uh, supremacists carrying tiki torches to protest the removal of that and other statues of Confederate leaders throughout the South. That took place in May. So that took place in May. didn't make headlines because, of course, it didn't get as horribly out of hand as this one did. So here we are now over the weekend and we've got this this rally going on. We've got protesters against counter-protesters. And at the heart of all this is a statue. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that, to be honest with you. Well, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but uh, this rally was organized by a guy who, who kind of just called him like a pro-right a pro-white activist, Jason Kessler. He organized it to protest the removal of this statue and hundreds of people descended it, it, to, to kind of fight this. But the police were able to break it up quickly. It was, it was later that day that a car plowed through mm-hmm. a crowd and, and ended up killing a woman, Heather Hare, who's 32 years old. And they were counter-protesters to the pro-white or, or okay. white nationalist. So, you know what, regardless of which end of the spectrum you appear, can we all agree that no one no one should lose lose their life over 
a statue? Is that... Is I, th- it? I think you've got to move on from the statue. I know, but that's that was the start of it. And, and you know, and I, I, it just, it saddens me. It saddens me when violence, it, violence in general saddens me. Hate, people who keep hate in their heart, regardless of who, which heart and in which beating body it, it resides. I just... I, I I don't even know what to say about this. And I know that Ryan's show this morning was full of fireworks and, and, and people are angry and yelling and everybody wants to get their view uh, out there. And to me, at some point, the conversation turned over the weekend, and you're going to cringe right now, Kelsey. At some point, the conversation turned to Trump. And I, I just want to say that what Trump did say or didn't say or what he should have said, to me is another topic because to me the topic is that in a land that prides itself on freedom of speech everyone should have that freedom but freedom of speech does not does not equal a speech without consequence and freedom of speech should never equal violence and people should be able to protest what they want to protest and people should be able to counter protest that and that should all be done in a manner in which everyone gets their say and then democracy rules. And and I just... I just want to make sure you're not defending Nazi protests. Of course right not. They're, they're, that, and that's what I... You know, it, it, there comes a point at which in a story like this, and I want to tell you, I can tie it into New Orleans a little bit, but um, there comes a point at which a story like this just becomes so ridiculous that you... And that's the reason, and you said move on from the statute. That's the reason I wanted to mention the statute because at some point over the weekend... I asked the question, how did this start? And, and, I, and I hope that everybody Googled it or looked into it or listened and, and looked at how it started because the United States is just a keg right now. It's a dynamite keg with a, a fuse lit, and I don't think this is the last explosion we're going to see. And I don't know what the answer is, but I do know this. I do know, and, and then maybe we can move on to funner things, happier topics. I do know this, that prayers and wishes on Twitter don't change anything. And and I, I, I guess I'll ask the question, and it's rhetorical, so I don't even feel the need to, to text your phone. I just want you to think about this. So what do we, if we oppose what happened in Charlottesville, what are we doing about it? Are we doing more than just tweeting that we don't agree with it? Are we changing anything? Are we, uh, what is it we're going to do? And And I guess maybe I'll just leave it at that. What are we going to do? Because, and I guess that's what I wanted to say, is that I don't believe that no matter where you stand on a political spectrum, you believe that in a protest or an anti-protest, anyone should die. So somebody did, people got injured, what are we going to do about that? That's my question. What are you going to do about that? The only thing I'm going to say in this case, with prayers and wishes, is that if it launches a bigger conversation and we identify that clearly there is still a lot of hate festering in all parts of our world, then maybe we start changing our opinions. We start talking about things. I I told you, I don't have a ton to say about this because Mm -hmm. I have a very heavy heart today. I produced Ryan's show and had to go through three hours of hearing very different opinions and having to read our text line and realizing that not everyone's on the same page. Mm-hmm. It would be really nice to see everyone condemn this and everyone say that this should never happen again and there is no place for racism and segregation and hate and abuse to certain people because they are different than us. 
this morning to start my day, awful way to start with a cup of coffee in your hand before you come to work at seven in the morning is watching videos of someone did this kind of mashup of video from this weekend in Virginia of white men punching this black woman in the face and shoving her and, and pushing her around. And then they'd cut to video that was from sometime in the 1940s, 1950s mm-hmm. in black and white. And it's, men actually dressed in in their KKK attire and they're hitting this this black man they're hitting his hat off and then punching him in the neck and shoving him down the sidewalk and then they cut back again to Virginia this weekend and I just I, I, I had a physical and emotional reaction and I haven't quite shaken that all day I just kept thinking it was never okay then how does this happen today when we're so much smarter and we realize that we're made equal? Mm-hmm. See, and you know what? We'll take our break and then we'll we'll switch gears. As I say, th- there's no way you can have a talk show on 6.30 Chat or any other station and not talk about Charlottesville because we'll be criticized for not addressing the number one story of the day. So we've addressed it. But before we take our break, I just want to say two things. First of all, I thought we had this conversation. I thought we had this conversation in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. I thought... 1964 was when it was all supposed to be wrapped up. It wasn't a problem anymore. So I can't, you know, believe that we're still having this conversation. And when you say that hopefully it starts a bigger conversation, like I say, I I agree, except I thought we had the conversation. Like Like I said to you today by text, I feel like I time traveled over the weekend. So, but, but you also won't forget, it was 2014, they had that massive swastika on the side of the Hende, and they started it on right. fire. And that's when you were hosting in the morning show, and I remember talking to police, and there are divisions of the RCMP uh, federally that their job is just to investigate, not hate crimes, but Nazi, white supremacist, and just straight up racist crimes and they said it is alive and well mm-hmm. it's just it's been under the surface and right. something has changed in in the states where people feel a little bit more open a little to more share empowered their hate. to share their hate sure yeah. that's fair uh, i will say this though because we're talking about what may have changed in the states that allows this to you know come out from underground or come out from hiding and, and i'm going to upset some people here both listeners and uh, media people i'm not a fan of trump i am not but I don't think less of Trump because of what happened over the weekend. And I don't think more of Trump because of what happened over the weekend. My opinion on Trump has not changed. I'm not going to get into all of that except to say nothing's changed. He didn't do or lack, he didn't do or not do something over the weekend that made me see him in a different light. But I will say this that changing the conversation from what happened in Charlottesville to what Trump did or did not say <clears throat> is doing a disservice to what's happening in Charlottesville because because that's not the conversation and and you're not going to convince anybody otherwise there's nobody over the weekend who Trump did not gain support over the weekend but I guarantee he didn't lose support over the weekend either from those who support him so to talk about Trump and what he should have said and didn't say and might have said and could have said I think is distracting from the real issue which is the conversation that you said the only thing that I will add to that is I was watching all the coverage I could. I was looking for um, clips from the, the mayor um, of Charlottesville and following what Trump was saying. And I watched a CNN interview with one of Trump's Homeland Security advisors. And the anchor just asked him, 
they quoted his tweet of, of what he said, and basically all sides uh, mm-hmm. have trouble here. And the issue is he wouldn't specifically condemn the protest, wouldn't condemn what happened, wouldn't condemn the fact that a car plowed into a crowd of counter-protesters. And so he quoted it and said, do you know where I just got this quote? Not from your Twitter feed, but from a white supremacist support network website. They are saying they were applauding Trump for not taking a stand against it. And they said when he was asked to condemn us, he didn't. He walked away because he's on our side. Hmm. And that was the message that they perceived to be sent. On the other hand, had Trump specifically condemned the act or called out a specific group, you you don't think, you know, maybe this is a bigger conversation. I shouldn't even open up this can of worms. You don't think that any members of that group would say, oh, we shouldn't be a member of this group anymore. Let's drop our tiki torches. It wouldn't have changed. No, no, no. It's just the fact that they think they have the president on their side. That's not, that's not shutting down bigotry and racism. No, it isn't. But I will, maybe this is the most optimistic thing I can say. And then I, I guarantee you we'll take the break. The presidency is not a person. It's an office. And I I still believe in what the United States stands for and the custodian of that office, you might not agree with him, but he will not always be president and he does not necessarily always reflect all the views of all the people in America. And I think for the most part, while it's the hate that gets the press, that there is, I believe, overwhelmingly uh, support for a more moderate uh, America and it just doesn't get the headlines. Let's take the break, G. When we come back, we'll reset. And welcome back to the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. Uh, Kelsey Wingarek. Oh, jeez. Kelsey Campbell. Kelsey Campbell. I Kelsey seriously Campbell, think Campbell, you're doing Campbell. this intentionally. It just rolls, man. That was a better I, name. I thought my broadcast career would take off with Kelsey Campbell. No. Oh, the alliteration. There's so instead, many Campbells instead out there. Instead, everybody wants me I've out I've met here. a gazillion Campbells. How many Wingarek's have I met? I One. Know. Try finding a Twitter handle and an no Instagram kidding. handle with Campbell. With Campbell. Not happening. Uh, wanted to uh, talk about uh, New Orleans a little bit, and it's it, oddly a bit of a segue from the last conversation because, of course, we were talking about Charlottesville and that uh, General Lee statue. So when we were down, and and I'd love to know from our listeners if you've had any kind of a similar experience, not necessarily in New Orleans, but just in general, where you went to something that you thought would be something and it turned out to be something entirely different or a tourist attraction that you'd heard about and had been encouraged to go see. and, And then, you know, you may have enjoyed it, not enjoyed it, but it just wasn't what you thought it was going to be. So we're down in New Orleans. It was that was our first week. We went down to New Orleans. The whole family, the the uh, adult children, Maddie and Hunter, Carol and I, and it was fabulous. Now Mardi Gras is not on. Mardi Gras is in what February, I think, um, but it still has a Mardi Gras feel to it. You can still go down Bourbon Street. People are still throwing necklaces over the balconies, and uh, the bars are all hopping at night. It's not as crowded, of course, right? But February twenty eighth. February, thank you very much. That's the uh, producer in you right there. <laughs> See, if I was sitting over there, I wouldn't even Google it. I just take your word for it. It was in February. Um, but I appreciate your I just didn't believe you. I, thought, no, it was, no, for I sure. thought it was April. We accidentally went to New Orleans <laughs> during Mardi Gras years ago. We were going on By a cruise. Accident. Yeah, it, it, the cruise sailed out of New Orleans. So we got flights down to New Orleans that were horribly expensive. Yeah, we were, I imagine so. Yeah, we were trying to figure out why <laughs> is everything so expensive? And then we get there and discover Mardi Gras. Everyone's on. topless and has a right. bunch of beads. Not everyone. Not no one with the last name Gross was. But anyway, so it's <laughs> it's sort of like Mardi Gras light because you you still do lots of you know partying, drinking, whatever. But at the end of coming to the end of the trip. You've sort of walked down Bourbon Street a thousand times, 
So you need something new to do. So the ladies went to a shopping center because apparently we don't have stores here in Edmonton that sell clothes. So they went and did that. And Hunter and I were left having a beer by the pool. So my suggestion was, well, let's go to a museum. And so we went to the Civil War Museum. And we had the craziest, I'm just going to say the craziest experience ever. And we have to take our news break. But I want you to start thinking before you hear this story about a site that you've gone to, uh, a tourist attraction, anything like that, where you thought it would be one thing and it was something entirely different. And in the next half hour, I'll touch on our ghost hunt as well. It was quite an experience. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.